And I won't say it's true. But some of us have smelled your rose perfume. Joe Hollander, Joe Hollander, are you really here? Looking for your lover after all these years. Joe Hollander, Joe Hollander, are you really here? Ghoulish greetings, everybody. Thank you so much for stopping by and making Paranormal Prowlers podcast part of your morning, day, evening, night, whenever you listen, and wherever you are listening from, it is greatly appreciated. Those tunes you just heard is, of course, courtesy of the amazing Bobby Mackey, and as always, I am your host, Tessa Morrow. Now, before we hop into this episode, I wanted to reach out to you guys and let you know that I have three postcards signed by Aaron Goodwin, Got them a while back when I had got some clothes from him. And I want to gift three special people with these postcards. So any ghost adventure fan or just in general somebody who likes Aaron Goodwin or maybe they're a fan of his Big Step and Company, please email me at paraprowl at gmail.com. And the only thing I ask for in return is for you to share a spooky story with me regarding the paranormal or supernatural because it's no shocker here. I love hearing about other people's encounters when it comes to the unknown. So there you have it, paraprowl at gmail.com. I have three postcards and only three postcards. And so if you want one, email me. Today we venture on over to Madrid, New Mexico. The only reason I knew this place existed was because of the movie Wild Hawks and watching John Travolta, Tim Allen, Martin Lawrence, and William H. Macy going up against Ray Liotta and his gang of bikers. Great movie. Watch it at least once a year, sometimes more. But anyways, it's because of that movie that I knew Madrid was even on the map. Now, I remember one of the years during my annual trip to Tombstone that my boyfriend had looked on the map and saw that it was only 20 extra miles to go to Madrid. And I had always thought it would be fun to go there. So we did a little detour, got to spend a couple hours there, and we had a blast. It was fun going into Maggie's Diner, which, by the way, really is just a gift shop. They, you know, you can find a bunch of things, all wild hogs related, obviously. Different things like that. Great souvenir shop. Now, I hate to say this, but the very first time we were there, we did not venture far enough up the road to see the town's tavern, lovingly called the Mineshaft Tavern. And it was after the fact that I knew it existed and long since believed to be haunted. So I just put it in the back of my mind that, okay, next time I go to Tombstone, I'm going to stop in Madrid and hang out at the Mineshaft Tavern. (laughs) So I am definitely going to be talking more about Mineshaft in just a short while as I finally did get to go a couple of years ago and it was fantastic. Definitely going back, but I want to talk a little bit about Madrid itself. According to Legends of America, Native Americans were here well over 1,000 years ago and mined the surrounding area for turquoise. And in 1540, Spaniards came through and mined for silver and gold. They then leave the area, but then come back around 100 years later 
and find more silver, and they make the natives work in the mines for them until the Pueblo Revolt in 1680. Now fast forward to 1693, when the Spanish crown reconquers the area. So a lot of history in this area for sure. Very interesting and colorful history, if you will. Madrid is located in Santa Fe County, founded in 1869. But before Madrid existed, back in the mid-1830s, the area was referred to as the Coal Gulch. Back in the day, this area was a huge mining town, extremely successful. In fact, during the mining days, Madrid produced around 250,000 pounds every single year. That's damned impressive in my book. Now, of course, the mining industry brings people from all over the world. And it's amazing to see these now tiny, cozy, sleepy little towns and try to imagine how decades earlier they were these huge, hustle and bustle, booming towns filled with people. Now, during the mining days, well over 3,000 people called Coal Gulch slash Madrid home. While it was 3,000, at least, back then, the number is a lot on the smaller side now, and people like it that way. On some sites, I see that there's 200 locals, and then on other sites, I see it's up to 400 locals. Still, that's a very tiny number, and we'll just say that there's under 500 people that call Madrid home. And of course, tons of tourists, but but I just like going to those kind of places. And I know I've said this before, but I just try to close my eyes and really envision this. The hustle and bustle, all those people, the mining happening. Really neat times for sure. By the 1950s, several of Madrid's mines shut down. Miners and their families, they leave. And the town dies down and becomes ghost town status. And before becoming a ghost town, and when the town was still quite booming, Madrid at the time was mostly owned by the mining company, and they had wood brought in from Kansas via a train to build these amazing cabins for the miners. The miners were loved and really appreciated and well cared for. The homes were even supplied with free electricity as the Albuquerque and Cerrillos Coal Company had their very own electric plant, which was obviously super convenient for everybody involved. I like that they didn't try to make an extra buck from their hard workers and take money for electricity. I mean, they were still making money off of them because, hey, this was their town. They owned the stores in town and whatever, but still, they could have made extra money and charged them for electricity. And they didn't do that. And I find that to be really, really refreshing. They worked very hard for that money in extremely dangerous working conditions, and they deserved to spend that money on something else for them and their families. Now, also provided for the miners and their families was at least one school, possibly more, a hospital, and a rarity in Old West tiny towns, which many still don't have to this very day. Paved roads.
On October 1st of 2022, my boyfriend Justin, my sister Casey, and I, we are making our way to Tombstone and stop to visit the Mineshaft Cavern in Madrid. Now, obviously by this time, I knew it existed, and I was like, we're going there, you guys. Blinders on, we're on the horses, we're, that's all we see, but we're going there. <laughs> now, Justin and I, we had been to Madrid a couple of years earlier with my dear friend Angie, but this was Casey's very first time, so we were excited to show her the town. We walk around showing her different shops and pointing out the art galleries as there are a ton of them out there, which is nice, but we really weren't interested in that. All we wanted was booze and food. As you enter the small town, there is a nice size parking lot off to the side. You'll see it. You can't miss it. This gorgeous mint condition old turquoise Chevy. Just sit in there. I'm guessing 1950s. After parking, we slowly make our way through the town, pointing things out to Casey along the way. Now, super stoked to finally be able to go to the Mine Shaft Cavern. It only took the third trip to finally make it there. It's crazy now knowing that I had been in this town two times before and never had gone in. So to say I was excited was an understatement. So, you know, we had made really good timing. We had been driving. We left early in the morning and we got there as they were opening up. So my recollection, I want to say 11 o'clock. So there were no big crowds, no long waiting times and what have you. We're like literally the first people to walk in the door. Now, one of my favorite shows, that being Longmire, is connected to this tavern. Turns out that their first handful of episodes that had to do with the red pony scenes was actually filmed here in Madrid at this very fine establishment. And I can really see why they picked this specific area because the atmosphere is just fantastic. They then moved on to another location for the rest of the series, but had made that area that would portray the red pony looking very much like the Mine Shaft Tavern. And that's pretty badass. I remember I kept looking away from where we were sitting. We had chosen to sit at the bar. And I would just kind of scan the entire area and thinking, wow, this really does look like a scene out of Longmire. And we had a great time. The service was exceptional. The beer was cold. The food, well, it was delicious. I had one of their pizzas and it really did hit the spot. You know, like when you're traveling all day and you're just so freaking hungry? Well, mind you, I know it was only 11 a.m., but hey, we had been on the road for hours and I skipped breakfast, so there you go. So my pizza had pepperoni and green chili, and oh, mm, just so yummy. And in addition to all the things mentioned about it being a great place, the atmosphere itself was just phenomenal. I really do recommend going to the Mineshaft Tavern. If you're ever in Santa Fe County, please be sure to travel the Turquoise Trail and hit up Madrid, which again, has around 200 to 400 locals. So nice little place for sure. When we got sat at the bar and were handed menus, I was really excited to see on the front of the menu that they had history about the town. I just love places like that where you can go and you can kind of learn about the area and not have to venture far to find the source. Now, I took a picture of the menu knowing that I damn well was going to do an episode sometime in the future. And it not only gives a little bit of history of the town, but obviously of the tavern itself. 
and I want to read that now. And it reads this, quote, Coal mining began around 1835 in Coal Gulch, now known as Madrid. Madrid became a company town which owned everything, administering law and order, operating the hotel, car dealerships, stores, and the tavern. The original tavern was established around 1895. It burned down on Christmas Day in 1944. The current Mineshaft Tavern was completed in 1947, with much of the interior being the same today. It is the oldest continually run tavern in Santa Fe County. The 40-foot Lodgepole Pine Bar is the longest stand-up bar in New Mexico, built for the miners' enjoyment after a long day hunched over in the mines. Most of the mines were closed in the 1950s, and Madrid became known as a ghost town for about 20 years. The Mineshaft Tavern is said to be the most haunted place in Madrid, with many odd occurrences, such as glasses falling from their shelves, doors opening, mysterious sounds, furniture unexplainably moved, and orbs that show up in photos. Ghost hunting and paranormal studies are often done here and on the adjacent museum property. The museum has many ghost town buildings that remain from the 1890s coal mining operation and includes the unique engine house theater that once housed the engine 769. Since the 1970s, the tavern has become an oasis for many. It's known for being Madrid's living room, a biker bar, artist haven, tourist stop, the melodrama theater, and more. The paintings by renowned Tinkertown artist Ross Ward, located above the bar and behind the stage, colorfully portray Madrid's rich history from mining days to recent past with its melodrama theater. The Mineshaft continues to service diverse clientele. Ward Dolly cites it as the cultural gem of the mining district, unquote. And again, that was just from their menu. So a lot of fun information to learn there for sure. So it's really sad that the original building not only burnt down, but burnt down on Christmas Day. But I think it's really neat that when they rebuilt it, in 1947, they created this just utterly gorgeous bar, which is, again, mentioned the longest stand-up bar to this very day in New Mexico. Now, usually when I go out to eat and it's like, do you want to sit at the bar? Do you want to sit at a table? If I'm by myself, I'll sit at the bar. I chat it up with the bartender. And maybe that's why I have so many bartender friends <laughs> to this day. But either way, usually I would choose to sit at a table if I had people with me. Well, I'm really glad that rare time that I said, okay, let's sit at the bar. And we did. And we sat at New Mexico's longest standing bar. So woohoo, very cool stuff. The tavern itself was lovingly rebuilt by a man named Oscar Huber, and it's been open ever since, as we know. Oscar Huber, he played a really big role, not only with the tavern, but thanks to him, they got paved streets. 
a company store, schools, and more. It was because of him they had free electricity. He also built the very first illuminated baseball park west of the Mississippi in 1922. And yes, they were of course known as the Madrid Miners. A very appropriate name, I would say. (laughs) Now the Brooklyn Dodgers would even play one game there themselves in 1934. The park is still used to this very day. Huber gains controlling interest after the mining owners killed in an unfortunate mining accident. And in 1947, it is Huber himself who purchases the town of Madrid and the surrounding coal lands. The miners, they respected him and they adored him. He treated them well and provided them with things that only other miners could dream of. Traveling through the area? Hungry? Well, fellow chili lovers, this place is ranked number six in the 10 best green chili burgers in New Mexico by 10 best, Sandwich America, and USA Today. I tell you, since I grew up in New Mexico and Colorado, chili to this very day is my favorite food. When I'm in North Carolina for half the year, I have to make do by making batches of red chili myself. But when I am in Colorado, For the remaining part of the year, I love the fact that you could go into any restaurant or almost any restaurant and get chili. In Pueblo specifically, they are well known for the slopper. And I know I have uh, listeners from Pueblo West and Pueblo, and you know what I'm talking about. I mean, it's a burger that is open face. So sometimes there's fries on the bottom and then the buns and then the the patties themselves. And then it's just smothered with chili. And I always do Christmas, which means red and green. And oh my God, I'm drooling right now just thinking about it. They are so freaking delicious. So anyways, go check out their delicious burger. That one I I don't think is a slopper. I don't think it's smothered. But oh, I just love chili burgers in general. So go check that out. It is a much beloved favorite in this town. And here's a fun fact for you. Besides being featured in the comedy Wild Hogs, the Mineshaft Tavern in Madrid has also been in other movies like Paul and Beer for My Horses. Now, some businesses may hide the fact that they have paranormal happenings occurring within the establishment. Some are so utterly dead set against it and are in complete denial. I have heard severe cases of management even threatening to fire staff if they dare speak a word of any odd happenings or any hocus-pocus chatter and banter. Meanwhile, some are open about it and they accept the fact the structure may come with haunts and and some resident spirits. Now, thankfully, Mineshaft is one of those businesses. They welcome the supernatural and paranormal with open arms, and they ain't afraid to admit it. They are not afraid of no darn ghosts. On their website, they share, quote, occurrences that are noticed, glasses falling from the shelves, doors opening and swinging back and forth, mysterious sounds, furniture unexplainably moving to other locations, and orbs showing up in photography, unquote. They obviously shared this as well on the menu, so if you're not an online type of person, yeah, you get it. They're not in denial, which I love. 
cold spots are also experienced here. And meanwhile, many have bore witness to seeing apparitions. According to Haunted Places, there is a resident spirit here that attracts its attention to a specific employee, sharing that each day she works there, that the spirit gently touches her cheek. And as custom, she would say good morning to the spirit. And it was noticed that on days she did not acknowledge this and say good morning back to him, he would then later push her, shove her, or even go so far as to take a mug out of her very own hands. Talk about demanding. (laughs) Now, maybe this woman reminds him of somebody. Maybe she knew this person, the spirit. Maybe he's just comfortable with her. Or maybe he just likes the pretty ladies. Both staff and guests, they have had their fair share of encounters with the paranormal here in Santa Fe's oldest continuously run tavern. So next time you're in Santa Fe County, drive on over the Turquoise Trail, where you will find yourself in the sweet little New Mexico town of Madrid. Take a walk along the streets where the wild hogs once roamed, and go to the Mineshaft Tavern and enjoy a nice cold beverage and perhaps one of their famous well-loved green chili burgers. Maybe I'll see you there sometime. This week's special city shoutouts go to Water Down, Canada, Crossette, Arkansas, Rotherham, England, Tokyo, Japan, Bellflower, California, and Ellettsville, Indiana. As always, everybody, thank you so much. It is greatly appreciated. Whether you're listening from one of the most isolated villages on Earth or one of the largest cities and everything in between, of course, it means so much to me. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Listen to the others. They are all fantastic. Haven't heard every single one yet? Ah, No need to fret. Just head on over to any of those spooktacular platforms such as Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Republic. Basically, wherever you may roam to listen to your other spooky podcasts, you'll probably find Paranormal Brothers podcast lurking in the background. Again, everybody, thank you so much. And again, for those who are interested in the Aaron Goodwin autographed postcards, all you need to do is email me at paraprowl at gmail.com. That's P-A-R-A-P-R-O-W-L at gmail.com. Share a spooky story with me. And if you're one of the first three, you will get a postcard. Thank you, everybody. See you next week.